Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Her name is Emily DeCarrot. I hope I'm saying that right. She's a fashion designer and singer-songwriter. Can music exist without the influence of fashion? For designer Emily DeCarrot, fashion and music cannot be separated. DeCarrot creates an immersive world of storytelling through music, film, and fashion. Each artistic direction begins with a beat that forms a story. From the start of her brand, she has fused those worlds together, creating a symbolic flow between the two. She uses textiles, shapes, and sound as her tools to world to world building and give her audience the chance to step into those stories and experience themselves. She graduated from Institut Marangoni in Paris and the prestigious École de la Chambre Syndicale de la Couture Parisienne, where she's trained in the French technique of draping and pattern making. Soon after, she graduated from the Musicians Institute in Los Angeles. She made her runway debut with concept shows during LA Fashion Week. Now she's pushing pushing the boundaries of her imagination through synth pop. Think of Blondie and David Lynch having a baby in 2020, and that's the direction for her music. Let's welcome Emily Zakare. Hi, Emily. How are you? Hi. I'm so good. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> that was such a lovely intro. <laughs> well, you know, I got I got You got me excited. <laughs> you already made yourself look good. I, I had to try to make you look good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you well, did. <laughs> but how do you say your last name? Dakarat. Dacoret. Yeah, I didn't do that right. All right. So Dacoret. <laughs> now I've got it. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. I am truly honored to have you on. Um, I looked at your website and I was in awe of the imagery on oh. your website. I was like, what? what Thank I- you. <laughs> Let me go back and look. What am I, what am I seeing here? And I love the fact that you're extremely unique, you know, putting together the music and the fashion. And somebody's going to ask me, well, that's not really unique, but I think you're doing it in a very unique way. And I just, I just love it. I think this is something new. This is something exciting. First, let me ask you, how did you get into the whole fashion uh, design thing? Um. Honestly, it's been something that I, for I knew what fashion was. I loved it. Um, My mom was such a big influence because she was just, she was, she would sew for fun and she would, um, she would make me clothes. And so I just loved the sound of the sewing machine and would always grab like little scraps of fabric and she would teach me how to, um, hand sew little clothing for my Barbie dolls. Right. So it's 
started with that and I just never gave it up. I just, I became obsessed with it, with, um, with costuming too. And like in old cinema and I love movies. And again, with my parents that really influenced what we saw at home, we used to watch a lot of like Bewitched. I love Lucy. I dream of Jeannie. Um, so naturally I like became very interested in like Marilyn Monroe and Ava Gardner. So that old, like that old classic Hollywood style, I just loved. And um, it was just kind of sad that I, like it wasn't something that I could personally experience because it it was a time that had gone and passed. And, um, and then I just started to, um, you know, just kind of like delve into more about designers and um, I like originally loved um, Coco Chanel, everything she stood for. But then when I found Yves Saint Laurent, that's where I just knew, okay, this is for me. Um, I just felt a connection with, with his designs and his vision and how he saw, how he took strong masculine pieces, Mm -hmm. put them into um, women's clothing. And I mean, he, you know, came out with Le Smoking, which was this tuxedo for a woman. And she just looked so sexy, confident, strong. And that's what I, that's when I, when I saw that, I just knew this is what I want to do. I want to design for women, Mm -hmm. sexy, strong pieces that make you like, that just kind of bring out the strength um, of, of ourselves. And, you know, you feel confident, like you, I don't, I don't know why we all like in so many ways and whether it be other, other women or men or like the male gaze that kind of, you know, can intimidate you to really explore that side. Um, I feel like women just tend to like people tend to make or society in general make us feel guilty for wanting to look sexy, for wanting to be feminine, for wanting to, to show that. And just because we're showing it doesn't mean that oh hey I'm here treat me however you want no it's 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 because of me like this is how I feel I love being a woman I want to maybe show off a little bit more of the parts that I'm more proud of or or -hmm. whatever and it's my right so yeah that's how I got into fashion I love that. You are just demonstrating the power of women. You are a powerful right. <laughs> demonstrating that through the art of fashion. I mean, yeah, you know, so many times, you know, somebody will say, well, why is she wearing that? She's just asking for it. No, that's not what that's about. A person should be allowed to wear what they want without you thinking that they're exactly. trying after it. So I appreciate, I, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate you speaking your truth through uh, your fashion design and, and your music as well. I mean, I think that that's just phenomenal. It's fantastic. So how are you putting everything to do uh, together, sorry, together, uh, the fashion and the music? Um, it, it started out with, um, I when I was in um, fashion school, I used to watch a lot of the old um, perfume campaigns. Mm-hmm. And something that I loved was just how they would create these like mini movies, little short films for the perfume. And it was, and it was an actual story. And sometimes these stories would like Lancome was one where they would, um, they would kind of continue that 
story with the like with the next year with like the new launch of like, whatever right. perfume they were doing, and um, I just fell in love with that, and I felt like that was something that we weren't quite doing in fashion yet. I mean, fashion films obviously already existed, but it tended to be a bit more um, apt and more of like the 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 mood that you were trying to tell and mm-hmm. I didn't quite see a story there and uh, so when I started my so I, I came I moved back to LA to mm-hmm. start my own brand and um, and I just knew that I needed to do something to connect these three different medias which was fashion right. um, film and music and in a way where it it felt it felt natural and organic. And if, for example, you maybe you couldn't get the clothing, or or it's just out of your price point, or whatever, um, you can still experience that story through the visuals and through the music, and and you know, and take that with you. And because I think that's how I would do with fashion too, as a little girl, mm-hmm. um, I would look at the fashion shows and you know, escape and in, in, into that collection and dream about wearing those clothes and so it it was just a bit of that like trying to trying to find a way where I could make people excited about fashion about music about I don't know about imagining really like putting yourself in that story in that heroine's place and making it your own I get that. What I love is the fact that you can incorporate your your own designs in your music videos. How great yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's you know, I was um there was a time where because I I grew up loving fashion, music and dance and um when it was time to you know, really think about my future, I decided to put music to the side and dancing and performing and just pursue pursue fashion. Um, But when, and I always hoped that fashion would, you know, tie me back to music. And it really did because when I design, I I have to, I would always make out like a little soundtrack or a lot of like movie soundtracks and just kind of, (laughs) piece together the world I wanted to create um it just kind of it just made sense when I started to do my own and I'm so happy I started with fashion because I feel like I got the the fundamentals out of the way and right now it's just um a period of experimenting with the music with um how I want to put myself within this brand that I created and um, yeah, it's just it's exciting. It's sometimes overwhelming, but um, sure. uh, I love it. Well, I'm sure I, you should, because you're like phenomenal. I like I said, I went to your website and I'm like, wow. That's all I could say was wow, 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 oh. wow. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can go to your store and see what I can afford and look in there and uh, and see. Oh my God, I love your stuff. I have to say that the your your pieces are phenomenal. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Who are your main musical influences? 
Um, so a big one of mine is David Bowie, and I was yes. just watching The Labyrinth the other day. <laughs> I love that um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. It's so crazy and weird and nonsensical, and I think, like, that's what I love. Like, what I love about 80s films are that most of the time, especially for, like, kids' films, they would just kind of, they just jump or they just drop the story without any explanation. And right. nowadays, like, everything has to have, oh, wait, it started here, and, and this okay. is the story. And and it's just, it's okay. But I think, like, what's amazing for children especially is, like, to, to kind of leave it open so you let, you know, their own imagination kind of think about, oh, how it started. Mm-hmm. And, David Bowie for me is that where he first of all I just admire how much he um he could have you know he might have been like at the very top of like the trends with music but mm-hmm. he just kept on and reinventing himself without really without having like without really the fear of oh I'm no longer going to be in style for him it was just I'm going to do a different genre now and now I'm a new character and now I dress differently and I'm going to cut my hair and call yeah. me this now. And I like, Oh my God. <laughs> I just so love insane. Like, well, yeah, he was definitely, definitely is and was an icon when it came to fashion and, and changing his appearance and stuff. What I loved about him, he liked to do what he wanted to do. He didn't care what other people thought and he just did it. He just did it, yeah. Um, and and I feel like, and I love that. And you know, and I I do I do feel a lot of people don't don't under like miss that advan- that that advantage that you have with fashion that you could be whoever and dress whoever you want to be. Like you don't need to follow, you know, Kylie Jenner to look cool or right. to look relevant. It's, be you like be uniquely you and that is so beautiful um which was another thing that I I also like wanted to go into fashion where (laughs) I I think I don't think people understand how beautiful imperfections can be and um when it comes right when it comes to designing it's not that I'm trying to erase those imperfections or put a filter but it's actually like okay, how can I, like, how can I use those imperfections if we want to call them that and right. to make it interesting and cool and look at it this way? And um, and David Bowie was definitely like that. Um, he could sometimes look like an alien or like the hunkiest hey. man ever. <laughs> and I love that. I mean, I absolutely love what you're saying because even, like, my music, I don't like my music to be perfect at all. Like, if there was, like, a little glitch in it, I'd actually get excited about that. Mm-hmm. I, I like it when it's – I like when things are natural. That's what I like. Right. Even, you know, yeah. like, I, I'll tell you one thing I hate. I hate when I have to rehearse, like, my music. I absolutely, I hate rehearsing with a passion, but I know I have to do it. But at the same time – because what I love is when I – because I'll change things up. We'll rehearse something, and I'll just change things up when we get to the time of the performance. Because I just let whatever's inside me move me, and you know I want it to be raw and natural, so they can, so that the audience can really get what I'm singing or saying. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, completely. Like even to... like the breaks in your voice, like it adds yeah. something. It adds yeah. a feeling like, like it's something, oh, you were, you know what, maybe I can't hit it today, but I'm going to go there. And it, it just creates this, this feeling like you, you, you connect with the the singer with that or the musicians where it's like something different. I don't know. I, I agree, I agree with, with you. you. I like natural. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're sisters in this. We are sisters in this because I like your whole natural feel. I I like the idea that, you know, the whole flaws thing. Flaws can be extremely beautiful, extremely beautiful. I think we live in a society where, you know, they think you're, you're, you're either supposed to be blonde-haired and blue-eyed to be like the beauty queen. But over time, people, I think, have learned that beauty is in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right, and everything. Like I, there is no standard of beauty, right. and I, I love that we've gotten to. We're getting closer to that. I mean, I would. There's, <laughs> I think I think we're farther than what we think we are because at the same time I do see, especially younger girls, like in their teens, where. I don't, I, I do, I, I can tell, oh, you're copying this person and that specific person. I just wish that um, more people would maybe advocate for more uniqueness as far as like, I agree. Hey, you are beautiful the way you are. And I want to see what you're doing because that's what inspires me. But if I'm seeing, you know, a carbon copy of, one person or two, you know, couple influencers, then it's just, I find it boring. Exactly. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, even, you know, I know that out there, there are people that I love cover artists. There's some people that cover music really well. And then, you know, there's mm-hmm. some artists that, like, that, that have a favorite artist is like, Oh my gosh, I want to be just like them. But if you're trying to get into the music industry, I find that you need to be just like you. You have to be your own individual self because what the music people out there are looking for is something different. Even though on the radio, you would think that there's only one well, one way to make music because it all blends together, it all meshes together because it all sounds the same. Mm-hmm. You know, on the webinars and these conferences, they're all like, well, we're looking for the next big thing. You know, they're looking for something, like you said, that's unique, that's different, that, that's going to give you that aha moment. And you're just like, wow. And I think that that's what you have, you know, with the fashion and, and the singing and blending those things together. It's like, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen this before. Um, I really got to get into Emily. I, I have to see her stuff. And let me go to her website and be, wow, whoa, I love this stuff. Um, no, I, I think that you definitely are on the right track. I love your individuality. I love that you speak your, your truth. I think you're a very powerful woman and that you will go far with everything that you're doing. So thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, so tell us about your song Cannibal. Um, so Cannibal, uh, a very interesting time for me because it was when I decided to just to kind of take a little bit of a break from um, being a fashion designer. Or like, you know, being in the headspace of that. And I just needed to take a little break from my brand to do some soul searching. And I um, 
I wasn't planning on unnecessarily like working on an EP, but I just needed to to test it, to try it out, to to see if it worked or failed. I just needed to do that. Um, because prior to Cannibal, I all the music I had worked on it was um, it was always meant to be for the collections I was designing, and oh, okay. I wasn't even really um, I wasn't trying too hard to put myself out there as an artist. It was more of like the brand, but it got to a point where um, I just needed to to fall in love with it again I guess I think I was I was starting to burn myself out so I just needed to take a pause and um and that's how Cannibal came to be it was uh first of all the title was slightly of a placeholder Mm -hmm. but it just kind of came to mind because I felt like like what I love at the moment is kind of destroying me because I just I need to take some time to slow things down um you know, the fashion industry is always, it's always, it's become, it had become, it slowed down a bit now because of the pandemic, but before it was going at a lightning speed, and that's why so many designers, you know, were having to be replaced, or would sometimes have to, like, go into, to rehab for, like, for mental health issues, right. because you, they're, they're, you're, you're being, told that you have to create not just two collections a year but now it's sometimes eight and having to compete with fast fashion companies like Zara, H&M and Forever 21 so that's impossible so suddenly the thing that I loved all my life was just starting to kill me and um and I felt like a cannibal (laughs) a self-inflicting cannibal so um so I started to write Cannibal and um, set fire to the fear, which was mm. an, a, a, like an open letter to myself to right. let go of all the fears and everything that was holding me back and to just, you know, go for it. And in this case, I, I wasn't, I didn't have the answer completely, but I just knew I needed to bring, to really bring the music up to the same level as fashion to have it be, equally balanced as far as a priority because both are me and without the other I don't feel complete Mm -hmm. um so that is what cannibal is is pretty much about it I mean it also it was also at a time where um I I was I dated this guy and he also was like not the best so um not for very long but just you know it was like it, it was just all those things where, yeah, where it was like, I, I just need to write and, um, and really like rethink what I want to do. And, um, and that EP cannibal really helped me, uh, rediscover and fall in love again with fashion, fall in love again with creating and, um, like at least slow down the fashion part to make right. it because um I think one one of the things that just kind of really it it just kind of broke my heart was um I had just shown a collection in mm-hmm. New York Fashion Week and the minute that you know the runway was done like 
And the runway shows are so fun, but super hectic. And so right after that, someone came to me, and they were like, oh, what are you going to do for your next collection? And I just was like, but I just (laughs) designed one that's my baby, and it feels like it's it's nothing like and and I and also just didn't I didn't want to be pulled into that whole like mindless consumerism so it was just all these things where um I just really needed to to recenter refocus and and um and be me and be happy yeah no I I get it I, I myself you know when I'm overwhelmed I'm like do I really want to do this music stuff it's kind of getting crazy. I mean, so you can get really overwhelmed with um, everything that you have to do to market and push yourself and trying to be seen and heard and, and fighting against the mainstream artists. So I get it. But now we're going to play Cannibal. So let's hear it.
That was awesome. Thank you, Emily. I love that. I love the groove. I was, you know, bopping my head to it. Yay. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> so I listened to one of the, I think is the growing addiction one. You you sing in yes. French, don't you? You say something in French. Yes. Yes, the chorus. Um, Growing Addiction was the first song that I wrote where it was mainly in English because before this, um, all the music I was doing it was in French. So that, I was really excited for that. <laughs> so, alors, tu parles français? Oui, je parle français. Parce que tu as étudié en France? Oui, pour quatre ans. Ah, j'aime ça, j'aime ça. Alors, quelqu'un d'autre que je parler français avec? Toi, et toi, tu es française? Moi, mes, mes parents sont, sont d'Haïti, alors je parle français. Ah, d'accord. Euh, et j'ai étudié à le lycée français international ici euh, en, à Bethesda, Maryland. Oh, wow, c'est super! <rire> Now, nobody's understanding what we're saying. Unless you understand French, you're just like, what the hell are they saying? Um, yeah, so I do <laughs> Emily. I noticed in one of her songs that she was speaking French. And I know that she went to school in France, so um, in, Paris, in Paris. And so I just wanted to do my little French thing. Yeah, so I actually, I did a um, pop uh, album called Le Son d'Amour. Um, oh. or, yeah, four or five years ago. It's like a It has some dance songs. It has some um, love songs. Well, love songs in there as well. Yeah. So yeah, my parents uh, are from Haiti, and you know we speak Haitian Creole, but the, what's taught in school is uh, is French. So that's where that French comes from. But that's cool. That's so cool. I have. I'm gonna have to check that out because it sounds it's so beautiful. Oh. Because um, you said la sound de mort. Oui. So it's, it's, oui, le son d'amour. Le I son like d'amour. it. Yeah, check it out. Um, but I love the fact that you're versatile and that one of the is great things about being able to uh, speak or, or sing in different languages is that you can show a tremendous amount of versatility. Yes, that's true. And and also, I feel like, I mean, I. I was really influenced by um, French pop from the 70s. Okay. And um, just kind of, I don't know, I fell in love with it. It just felt so dreamy. And um, and also, I, I really enjoyed singing those songs. So when I came back, I just felt I missed it so much. And, and it was so exciting to kind of bring that back with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I loved about Cannibal was being able to to explore now, obviously English and how to use it, which was a little bit which was a little bit trickier because I find and I, it was just having to switch um, the way I was singing, and then also kind of there were there are certain things you can do in French, and it just sounds so yeah. lovely, and you can really like move the vowels. And in English, I ha- I felt that that was kind of tricky, so it was had to kind of relearn how to at least the way that I sing, which um, can be very breathy sometimes, and to be able to do that in English and like feel natural and comfortable, 
Um, so that was a, that was a, that was an experience, but um, I was really happy that I was able to find that happy medium between the right. two. And uh, this, the new album that I'll be releasing. Well, first the single, the lead single from that album next month called mm-hmm. fading memories. Um, that whole album is a mix of French and English and, Cool. Going and we went back a little bit to the more retro sound that mm-hmm. I started out with, um, and bringing in some like that big band feel. We have a lot of we have a trumpet player, saxophone, flute, along with some really sexy, gritty guitars and um, some killer drums. So just to kind of give it like that, what we were talking about, that kind of like organic, grainy. Right. Um, sound that I just love. Awesome, awesome. I can't wait wait to hear it. But right now we're going to listen to Growing Addiction. First we're gonna hear a word from our sponsors, so we'll be right back. Hi, this is Nikki Chris and I host a podcast called Mixin' It. Mixin' It focuses on women in the music, entertainment, and the performing arts. Our goal is to provide an avenue for industry veterans and up-and-coming artists, musicians, engineers, and producers to showcase their talent. Listen to Mixin' It on Monday Music Madness at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sim Radio Network. Thank you. 
Another great one. I love that one. Also, I love the intro with the French because you know I like French music. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, one of the questions I have: Have you ever written songs for anybody else? Um, I haven't actually. I did that. It would for be them. nice to. You uh, okay? You heard it here. Emily's ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> She's ready to write for you. Um, I, I think what you do is is so amazing. Um, so when does the next? So when does your next album come out? The next album will come out um, end of March. Okay. Um, I think it's it's having like the date's not quite set, but the um, the single is coming out on March 18. So I'm still debating on whether I think the the album will probably be pushed to the first week of April, just okay. so we can have the single out for a little bit um, before coming out. But yeah, uh, the single's coming out March sixth. Mar- sorry, March eighteenth, and it's called Fading Memories. Fading Memories. I love the title of that. That's phenomenal. I can't wait to to hear it because already what you've told me about yourself and your music, I think it's probably just going to be amazing because you can only do amazing things, it seems. <laughs> Thank you. You're the best cheerleader. Um, <laughs> I try to be. You know, <laughs> you know uh, my friend and I, Nikki, Chris, we started the Sisters in Music dot um, organization because we want to empower women, we want to uplift women, we want to inspire women, we want to we want to tell women we're all on the same page. We can work together. It's like no divas. You got to leave that diva crap at the door. Um, and so our main thing is, you know, we want to create albums and give a percentage of that to um, uh, female uh, charitable organizations. But you know. And there are a lot of women organizations out there, but what, the way that we're different is that there's no, there's no tier. So there's no upper class, middle class, lower class. We're all on the same page, no matter where you are in your career. Um, but, mm-hmm. and we invite people to have, if you have your own podcast, put it under the Sim Radio Network. We're all happy to do that. You know, we want to motivate people. I, just, I love seeing, we both love seeing people being successful and if we can help people on that path as well, that's what we want to do. And, you know, this 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 is the time of the women, the women, the women, the females, you know, out there trying to do their thing. Um, it's important that people see us as great beings as we are. It's not to say that men are not great beings. We need them, obviously, so that we can create other women. I'm just saying, well, no, we do need them for that. <laughs> but, and then we love the men that support us, the men that are supporting women in everything that they do. I think it's just so important, don't you think? Completely. I think, I mean, I, I was very blessed and lucky to um, to grow up in a household where uh, my parents, you know, rely and trust each other and, and really use each other's strengths. So where my dad is weak, my mom tends to be stronger, so she takes the reins there and vice versa. And you see it's a, it's a real partnership and you have, you know, they use, their own individual perspective I think to come ahead and that's what we need I think I mean I feel like women in general like we're very strong oh Um, yeah so you know like you're you're always like you always hear well women are more emotional and I think well it could be that maybe there are more women who tend to be 
more expressive. And I think in general, not in absolute, but in general, yes, women tend to, like, we, we, we're more confident about showing our emotions. We're more confident to be like, I'm mad or I'm so sad or I'm happy today. And, right. um, and I think that that's incredibly powerful because we're able to connect with people through our emotions. And, and I think, like, the way that women, like the brain of a woman, analyzes problems and creates solutions is very – it's just very interesting, and I, I feel like we kind of see, see things more in the bigger, and we need that. So um, I personally am so excited to have a vice president who is a woman. Hey, man, <laughs> a woman, right? To have her in that in that position, I feel like this is what we've needed for so long. Like you need to have both. I'm not saying get rid of the other women, let's trample men. No, but we right. need it to be equal. Because once we get it there, we'll be able to solve a lot of the world's problems. We will have equal voices. We will have different perspectives. We will have, well, as a woman, this is how I feel. Right. You know, you're taking into account those feelings. So, yeah, we need women. We definitely need each other. Amen. So let our audience know where they can find you. You could find me um, on all social media under Emily Dacaret and okay. my last name is yes a little bit difficult to pronounce <laughs> but I am actually like the only one with that name so if you find Emily Dacaret that will be me um, I'm also on Spotify and if you're interested in streaming my music it's available on all streaming platforms okay. and you could always keep up to date with me on my website um, for fashion, emilydacrit.com and for music, emilydacritmusic.com. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Emily, for being on my show on Chatting with Nat. It was a pleasure. I learned so much about the fashion industry and the blending of fashion and music. I hope you'll be on our show another time. Yes, I would love to come back. It was so lovely talking to you. Awesome sauce. So what's going to happen after this, I'm going to send you the link to the show and everybody else can, can hear it and hear all of it and how Yay. wonderful and exciting you are. Thanks again for being on the show. You have a great night. Thank you. You too. Thank, Thank you. you so much. You're welcome. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.